warning. What you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel. Pull your headphones away ever so slightly. Secure any loose articles and muffle Junior's ears because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. making fun of me. We haven't even started and she's making fun of me. She's looking at me with her judging eyes and making fun of me. Allison, what? Uh, it's too easy, Taylor. It's just too easy. Listen, no, I am not judging at all because I tell you what, I'm so glad this is radio because I look and probably smell like hot garbage. I am not at my best today. And I know you enjoy that. I can't confirm that you smell like hot garbage because <laughs> I don't think I've ever smelled garbage while it is warm but i can't confirm the garbage part that i can confirm it's okay it's been a rough day yeah i'm we haven't even started yet and i'm flop sweating this is fantastic i'm sorry what we have not even no i got started that part yet, and i am flop sweating flop flop you've never heard that hmm. it's just like the. i guess it just means the sweat's flopping on you i don't know what's happening oh, i don't i don't want to know the definition actually i'm good you know what the definition of starting a good radio show is what not talking about flop sweat <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to scrape that term from my brain. <laughs> What's great is like I plan a lot of the things that I'm going to say. Yeah. And like that one, I plan to just plow right through it. Yeah. And people would go, what? And then they just listen to the new thing. Uh-huh. And you were like, no, I know. I'm going to make slowly. you. Yes. And then explain yes. it. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make you linger in your flop sweat. Well, making fun of me is going to uh, <laughs> be a theme of today's show. Good. Uh we have two ladies who enjoy making fun of me because they're going to just, you three ladies are just going to team up on me. I can well, already see it happening. It, well, it's what loving older women do. Uh, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, and then I have news in this first segment that we'll get to in just a second. Yes. And it is going to ensue in, uh, I think, most people making fun of me. They're just not here. So you represent all the listeners Perfect. right now. Perfect. Uh, but first... We I will try to not disappoint them. We have very good news. Do you know what today is, Miss Sullivan? I don't. Today. Well, not today. It was like two days ago. But <laughs> this show is the third anniversary show. <gasps> we've, what? We've been on the air for three, three whole years. years. It still baffles me that people let me do this. That's amazing. <laughs> think, I'm so glad to be here for that. I think I was going to be canceled, and then I asked you to be a co-host, and they're like, eh. You I guess can stay they can around stay. a if, little longer. If you bring Allison on once a month, we'll let you stay. Well, good. good. You're earning my keep. Yeah, so I, I want to thank people for listening uh, for the whole three years, so just my mom, but everybody else that's been listening this last year. It's The show's growing, and I'm very happy with it, and mm-hmm. most importantly, I'm very happy with um, the response that I got for last week's first segment. I was very worried about how it was going mm-hmm. to be perceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought... It's probably the segment I prepared the most for, Mm. and I was terrified that people were going to be very angry at me, and I got more feedback from last week's episode 
uh, all positive and one neutral, where it was like one person was like, I liked this, I didn't like that, I liked this, I didn't like that. Like, okay, that's that's fine. Okay. But no one yelled at me, and I'm very yeah. I'm very grateful for that. Can I tell you something that I'm finding endearing right now is that I didn't know that you cared. About what? People yelling at you or being displeased. I do not like it when people are displeased with me. Yeah. I I, I did not know that. Even though I look the way I do now, I still have beautiful blue eyes, and I very much <laughs> like it when people are pleased with me. It's all I ever wanted when I was growing up, and I haven't I haven't finished growing up yet. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's normal and good. I just didn't know it applied to you. What, what do you think I cared I about? didn't think you cared. <laughs> I thought you were like this. What's, what's fun is we've been through this multiple times. Like every time I, I do something nice for you, you're like, oh, I didn't think you cared. I'm like, at what point am I going to do enough nice things right. for you when am that I, you're going yes. to just be like, oh, that was expected. <laughs> when am I going to quit surprising you? Right. I like that you surprise. I like people that surprise me. I like not having people pegged. I think that is a fun quality to have and i like when people don't expect anything of, of oh, me right. because then yes. when i do something nice they're like wow wow he's yeah. a, he, he is a good person i don't want to be predictable deep, either deep, deep down mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> very very deep i have to say uh you are not predictable because we're recording this on a monday you're all listening to this later hello in the future and you posted something like an hour before we came into the show, mm-hmm. and you were like, essentially, what I read was, I'm having a terrible day, but Jesus loves me anyway, so take that. Is that essentially a fair assessment of what you said? Fair-ish. I, I thought Fair-ish. you were going to come in here and like be like just struggling in life, and you're just like right. chilling. Like, this is the most chill I've seen you oh, in a long nice. time. You're, well, you're, good. You, got your, you got your arms crossed yeah. all leisurely. I'm reclining. Your hair up. I'm, I'm uh, flap sweating, and you're wearing a <laughs> Nike jacket. <laughs> For some, somehow you and I are in two different rooms, even though we're nine feet from each other. Listen, fall has been promised and we've been waiting and there is a nice breeze today and you need yourself a good pullover. Just like any good Texan. It, it dropped below what? What did it drop below? A hundred. It's, like it's, fi- it's finally below a hundred. <laughs> below a hundred and we need hoodies. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Uh, mm. I wear a hoodie like three days out of the year and it's like, oh, I'm I'm not sweating today because it's not, it's finally below 30 degrees outside. I mean, I the animals are frisky. Like my dogs are running around like they've, you know, just gotten out of the bath. That dog thing. It was it was such a beautiful day outside that I thought about going to run for two hours. <laughs> for two hours, you thought about it for two whole hours. I did, I, and then I instead I ate some chicken wings. But I thought about it. It's the first yeah. time I thought about going to run in a very long time. Uh, okay. You ready for this, Miss Sullivan? I guess. I, on Friday, mm-hmm. most people know that I am currently filling in as the campus minister at our local Catholic school, mm-hmm. and we were going into all the classes to introduce a new person from the staff, and everybody knows who I am. They don't know who he is, so I went in to help introduce this person. Okay. Kay. Like, if Taylor thinks he's cool, then uh, you probably won't, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> at least you have my stamp of approval. Uh, the ninth grade classes were taking a test, a, okay. the- a theology test, the ninth grade theology classes, mm-hmm. and they were all very nervous about it. So me, wanting to be a good campus minister, I said, you know what will make you feel better? Is let me take your test. And I promise you, uh-huh. I promise you. That's great. I will do worse than I most of you. I am here to make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> right. So as they were taking the test, I said, look, I'm going to go take the test. I didn't want to be in the room. Because I knew that I would know some of the answers, but I, di- I knew I, didn't, I wouldn't know all of them. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to go take it in my 
in my office. Yeah. I'll come back at the end of class. The teacher agreed to grade my test at the end of class so that the students would feel better about themselves. Yes. And boy, did they. <laughs> okay. Now, I have not read this test, but I, d- I have glanced it over. And I, I do have a question. Is it possible that whoever it is that graded your test could not read your test? Because that handwriting is atrocious. Who was your kindergarten teacher? Miss Locke. I need a she, name. She passed away, so that's on you. <laughs> uh, but. I mean, this, wow. This segment was supposed to be making fun of me, but not about something that I actually am kind of sensitive about. And now you're just making fun <laughs> of me about everything. I mean, that is really y- unique. It is unique. That is, that is really very, unique shaping of letters. That, that was a compliment. Like, <laughs> So a lot of my friends were nursing majors uh, in college, and they had a class like on bedside manner. Sure. And they're like, you always have to compliment the baby. You always have to. We have to compliment. Oh, the baby. The baby. Sure, sure. Like, oh, oh okay. so, that, yeah, so, so yeah, this nurse was or like the baby. Yeah, anytime you're working with a young child, you always have to compliment the baby, the young kid, whatever. So everyone knows that not all babies are beautiful. Uh, whenever they come out of the womb, yeah, like especially recently after they look like aliens. (laughs) So they were like, okay, you don't have to lie. We're not going to sit here at a Catholic school and tell you to lie and say that baby is very beautiful because the parents know it's like, they're not going to No, no, it's not. But uh, so they said, you always have to compliment, like compliment what the baby's wearing. Oh, oh, that's that's, that's a, a oh, that's, that's a beautiful pink cover. That's on the a baby. special onesie, and that's how you just complimented me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's get to how dumb you are. Go ahead. <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> this is my favorite, Allison. So everybody, everybody, come, like that. Whenever you come on, everybody, I was always like, Allison is like, I just love it when she preaches. She's such a great person with her words. And today you're in this relaxed mode and like all your barriers are down. Yeah. This is actually I'm how Allison treats me. I'm just going to lob arrows <laughs> like, at you. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what our actual relationship looks like. Um, okay. So this test is, I don't even know how many questions, 15 questions and then a bonus question, 16 questions and a bonus question. Okay. Okay. So the first one, list and explain the four categories of the Old Testament books. I read that, and at this point, I knew this was not going this to go very the, well. Right. Okay. So I, the first one, I got the first one. First five, the Pentateuch, the Torah, right? I learned while taking this test that Pentateuch is the Greek word for Torah. I had never known that in my entire life. I only knew that because I know how to take tests. And at the bottom, in another question, it says... Is the Pentateuch the Greek word for Torah? And I was like, oh. Penta is five. Yes. Yes. Yes, it yes. is. Yes. Good for you. So I learned That's something great. while testing. That's good. That is inductive, deductive. I don't know. Conductive. It's, it's one- very electric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, historical books. I knew that there were history books because okay. they were like, there was the stories. Okay. And we all know those stories. And then there's some prophetic and some judges and... So there are some prophetic judges, you're right, <laughs> and there's some judgy prophets. Uh, <laughs> so I knew there were wisdom books. Wisdom, okay, okay, okay. So like you know, psalms and proverbs. Okay. And I I, I missed prophetic. I oh, you did. I okay. Think of, I didn't see that one coming. Okay. But <laughs> um. Okay. So I got three out of the four there. Okay. Did, did I make up judges, or that's wisdom? It's historical, I think. Okay. Stop asking follow-up questions because I don't know uh, the answers. Well, I'm intrigued now. I okay. want to know how dumb I am. So then, well, 
Just keep listening. List <laughs> and explain the five categories of the New Testament books. Okay. I, the first four, again, solid. Gospels. Sure. Boom. I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote letters, because there are a lot of letters. And then I wrote apocalyptic, like Revelation. And then it said there were two more categories. And oh, jeez. I'm out of categories. That's the last book? I have no idea. <laughs> so apparently Acts is its own category. That's not fair. I so agree with you. Revelation is an apocalyptic book. That's one. One category for one book. And we've got Acts, which is another category for one. That's not a category. That's just a listing of books. Okay? I'm already arguing with the test. And we are... Did you say it's a cat? Yeah. Oh, category. That's, what? Meow. <laughs> um, so, and I also was missing another one. She, she, she gave me minus four points for not splitting up the Pauline letters and the Catholic letters. Oh. I said, excuse me, are you calling Paul non-Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> Very confused by the whole thing, but whatever. Okay. I think it's a valid question. I'm still with you right now, Taylor. I got minus four points there, minus two. So if you're, if I started with 100 points, I now have 94. This is not good. I'm two questions in. I'm already missing six points. How many books are there in the Catholic Bible? I know this one. 73. How many in the Old Testament? 46. How many in the New? 27. Boom. You knew that? I'm so smart. Oh. I, I may have failed a ninth grade theology test, but I'm very smart. <laughs> How do the Catholic and the Protestant Bible differ? Which has more books and how many? What are these extra books called? I said there are seven extra in the Catholic because I knew that's the answer that she was looking for. There's really not because there's one book that's half of the book is like extra thing. But I wasn't going to get into the argument on a ninth grade theology test. Okay. I also put the Apocrypha. That's is, a fancy is the word. name of them, which apparently is wrong. Oh. Because the Apocrypha is apparently what our Protestant brothers and sisters called these books. And they in, they included more than just the seven books that are actually in the Catholic Bible. So apparently they're called deuterocanonical. Even if I knew that was the right word, I wouldn't have tried to write it because you've already made <laughs> fun of my handwriting. Writing is really hard for you, and I would not have even known how to spell that. So minus ten points. On Will you that say one. it again though? Because I enjoy it. Deuterocanonical. Deuterocanonical. Yes. Uh, what is the Septuagint? Who used it? How is it related to the Catholic Bible? I'm sorry, the what? Septuagint. Mm -hmm. You know what I my like answer was? Too. Deuterocanonical and Septuagint. Yes. You're getting smarter. You know more words now, but you have no idea what I they I just mean. like the way they sound. I don't care what they mean. So there were three questions asked, okay. and my answer was, I literally wrote, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea right. what any of this means, and they told me at some point, and I did not learn that. I do not remember, and everyone is yelling at their radios right now. It's this thing. And I'm like, mm, sure, yeah. whatever. Okay. Uh, Good for you. And then it asked me, to, it, there was a matching section. Mm. Ugh. No, I like <laughs> matching. So. I can draw a really straight line. You probably struggle. Yes, in all of the above. Uh, so Pharisees, interpreters of the law, highly educated. I got that one. That's the first one I knocked down. And then I was like, zealots, revolutionaries who wanted to restore Israel to the Jews. Got it. Then there were the Essenes the Sadducees, and the Herodians. And I had no idea. So I used my test-taking skills. I got them all right. Nice. I got them all right. I'm uh, The Sadducees were very focused on the holiness in the temple, which is weird, I guess, because all I knew about them is they didn't, believe about the, they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead and, like, heaven and stuff. Mm. So they were sad. And <laughs> so I didn't really... But it makes sense. They're focused on holiness in the temple because that's all that they have because when they die, nothing happens. Okay. 
Um, Herodians, <laughs> political leaders who had allegiance with the Romans, because Herod had allegiance to the Romans. That one made sense. Got it. And the Essenes, I had heard that word once. I had no idea, but there was one answer left. So apparently they there waited go. for God's coming in prayer and solitude. I know nothing about either of those things, so that's why I didn't <laughs> understand it. Um, what is the Paschal mystery? A, B, C, and D. Got that one. Uh, what is the big picture painted in the Old Testament together? Okay, I got that one. The Vulgate. This is the best. I got the answer right. But the first answer choice for the Vulgate, vulgarity written by the Sadducees against the Pharisees. I wanted to pick that so badly yeah, because I it's, do too. it's just such a creative answer. It it's is. So it's funny. good. It's <laughs> what I want the answer to be for sure. I told I told the teacher that. And she's like, I was like genuine. I was so surprised no one picked that. I was like, really? Like oh. you, you actually thought when you wrote, I thought it was a great joke. She I'd have gone thought for it. Was it. A, uh, a thing. So, uh, I got the next one. Fill in the blank. Right. I got this one wrong. To have universal acceptance is I put acknowledgement among Christians that a book should be in the canon of Scripture. The correct answer was acknowledgement among Christians that a book was useful for worship. Now I argued with her because she said that was one of the things. Like, is it useful for worship? Was one of the things that the church fathers used to argue on whether it should be in the canon of Scripture. So technically, aren't both answers correct? Right. Right. Um, this next one was a bonus point. She really should be sitting here. Why? Um, I don't know. She's, to, she's at work. To go toe-to-toe with you. We went toe-to-toe, and I, I feel like I'm representing both of us very well. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Fine. The bonus question was literally a- Septuagate. A, a Septuagint. That's what I said. Vulgate. You've combined those two <laughs> words. You're not getting smarter. That's not what's happened. Um, <laughs> you're not gaining sentience. <laughs> the robot named Allison Sullivan. The next one was fill-in-the-blank bonus question- with literally no, like, word bank. People are so blank that they think they can go through life without the help of the Blessed Mother. I was like, I don't... Stupid? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, love the Madonna and pray the... I knew this one. Rosary. Had never heard this Hold quote on. before. What filled in the blank? Rosary. Love the... People, Ma- no, oh. people are so what? I put arrogant and it was wrong, so I don't know what the correct answer was. Well, you're going to leave us hanging like that? Yes. Ugh. Uh, uh, I almost made a Judas joke, but I'll move past it. <laughs> Love the Madonna and pray the rosary. I got that one right. For her, and I was like, intercession? No. The answer was rosary again. The answer was rosary twice in a row. Pray the rosary, for her rosary is the weapon against evil. Intercession's now, a better answer. Right. So take that, St. Padre Pio, the person who's quoted saying this. We're fixing your quote many, many years later. You are welcome. It's the weapon against the evil of the world today. That was the correct answer. So I got plus two points or uh, plus four points on the bonus question, which comes in very handy because the next question, and I knew I was, I, this is where I knew it wasn't going to go well. It says, write the first 31 books of the Old Testament here. Ooh. Just write them, half a point for each. And I go, oh no, because I've walked by this class. They're, they've learned a song. They've been singing a song right. with the books for the last three weeks. They have a snappy weeks. tune. I had to go off of all of my memory. So here I go. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, <laughs> a lot of blanks. And then I started, okay, I know others. Psalms, Proverbs, 1st and 2nd Maccabees, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, 1st and 2nd Samuel, Job, Ruth, Song of Songs, and Sirach. That's all I got. Okay, how many was that? Uh, 19. Okay. I got 19 of the 31. All right. Um, and then I go and I turn it in. This is where we get in our next test argument. She start. Obviously, I missed some. I missed 
12 of them, I think. Something like that. I can't do math. The whole point of the segment is I'm not very smart. <laughs> so don't be surprised. And don't uh, write very well. Oh, that's not the theme of the segment, Allison Sullivan. <laughs> not letting it go. <laughs> you need remediation. Go. So uh, she gave, she started giving me points off for not having them in order. Oh, wow. And I said, let me reread the, the question for you. Write the first 31 books of the Old Testament here. Not in order. I got points off for being in the wrong order. So then did you get points off for being mouthy? No, but I got a demerit and I have to go to detention <laughs> next week. <laughs> so I got all in all, I barely, I got a 69 without the bonus points. I got 73 with the bonus points. I passed the junior high, not junior high, the ninth grade theology test. Well, my test would not have scored any higher, but it would have been a lot prettier to look at. So this was the funny conversation I had with the students after. They were like, I thought this was like your job. I thought you were supposed to know this stuff. <laughs> and I said, let me put it to you this way. When have I ever, at their retreats, at their days of reflection, all the stuff that we do as dynamically as we can to help them grow closer to God and help them in prayer and all these things, right? At what point have I ever stood up in front of you and said, all right, kids, here's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to teach you the four segments, sections of the Old Testament and the five sections of the New Testament. It's going to change your life. That's right. I've never done that. <laughs> Not <Right>. once. <laughs> and so th there is this balance, right? Every new You get up and you talk about loving God supremely and loving others wildly. That's what we're talking about. Right. And make fun of myself a little bit because everybody else does, so I shouldn't die. So the, the whole point was this stuff is good. Every new thing we learn about God is another thing, another reason to love him. It's just like in a relationship. You get to know somebody. You get to know more facts about them. It helps you fall in love with them. Unless there's certain facts, and then it might hinder it. But, you know, <laughs> with God, it doesn't work that way. But uh, it, was this, it was this interesting idea. It's like, look, I learned all this stuff at some point. At some point in my life, I could have gotten 100 on this test. Hmm. And I've forgotten 27% of it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, and then the next day, I heard this quote from Pope, John, uh, Pope Benedict XVI. One of my favorite popes, one of my favorite quotes. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it, I... It doesn't. It, uh, whatever. So being Christian is not the, uh, the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but an encounter with an event, a person, which gives, a new life, a new which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. Hmm. And so like learning these things are good. But it, it can't stay at a lofty idea, something that like mm -hmm. it's just knowledge of somebody far off mm -hmm. or even something that we can't attain. Like like we're getting graded on our Catholicism. Like, oh, I got a 73 on my Catholicism today. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just an ethical choice. It's not just, oh, I'm going to choose to study theology and get smarter. I'm going to choose to go to mass every day. I'm going to choose all these things. Those things are good. And sometimes we have to make that choice when it's when it's difficult. But it's not just that. It's something more. It's an encounter with a person. And like, so learning these things helps us to know that we met that person because yes. we've learned about them. Yeah, that's good. But the whole point is actually to encounter them and to know them and to love them. That's the segment. And then walk in his way. Walk in his way. <laughs> I couldn't think of the rest of the song, but that's it. Are you happy now? Um, Happier. Happier. Well, that's all we can hope for, for people <laughs> who listen to Forte Catholic. Did you, were you happy after you listened? No. But I was happier. I was happier. Just a, just a wee tad at the end of it. But uh, 
that, that's the first segment for today. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to the ladies of Speaking with Sparrows and probably keep making fun of me. My handwriting's fine. Leave I'm me alone, Allison. I'm going to have you trace some letters. That's not what we're going to do because I only do radio so you don't have to read me. We'll be right back. Allison, you have to explain something to me. What? You like speak for a living. You're on my podcast. You do your podcast. And yet when we do these commercials, you're like super like you don't want to do them. I don't, I don't want to do them. Why not? You spring them on me. I like to be prepared. Like, I'm a perfectionist, Taylor. You? And you just you like all this improvisational stuff. I'm not a naturally funny person. Okay. Well, that's what Patriot is for. Patriot.com <laughs> slash Forza Catholic. It's all the content, like in the normal show, where you're not prepared. And right, where yes. It's where you things. put all of my bloopers. And you have a lot. I know. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Forza Catholic. You can help support the show. You also get behind-the-scenes content from every episode, bloopers, bonus content, like behind-the-scenes with our guests, our co-hosts, and Allison being angry at me. Yes, Go lots of eye-rolling. You can't hear that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Forte When I do it, you can. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Schroll, and today is a special day. It's not every day that I record with somebody who's in the woods. Last week we recorded... Uh, with somebody who was next to a dumpster, and we heard a lot of the dumpster noises. We heard a lot of the planes flying overhead. I don't think there will be many planes out in the woods, though. Um, the ladies from Speaking to Sparrows are here. What's up, ladies? Hey. Hello. Hey, Tyler. How are you? We're good. How are you? Oh, uh, just another day in paradise. I don't have to live in the woods, so I'm very happy today. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I, I, I love living out here. <laughs> I love modern technology. Like, like, how much time do you have to spend outside every day? Well, that's kind of like, it really honestly depends. 12 acres is really no joke. We do a lot of mowing. and Depends on the season. If the it does. That's true. Whether the grass is growing or not. Or the leaves. Like, now the leaves are coming down. We've never owned this much property. We've always lived in the suburbs. So, we're trying to figure out wells and septics and leaf blowers and tractors and, you know, all that fun stuff. Every word you said sounds terrible to me, but I'm glad you're happy. Taylor so needs a very fancy high-rise apartment. There, I'm looking at one right now. There's a high-rise <laughs> apartment right across from me. Moving on up. But we didn't ask you ladies to come on to talk about why my living situation is much better for me than y'all's is. All four of us have met uh, in person. I met you two ladies, Janine and Liz, a couple times, primarily uh, just about a year ago. At one of those conferences with a bunch of initials that I can't remember right now, NCCYM, I know. NCYC, I don't know what we were at, but we were at a Catholic <laughs> conference, and and y'all were there, and we got to pray together with our, our friend Mary Bielski, and you guys, and a bunch of other people, and it was a blast, and I love you guys, so I said, why don't we have you guys on a show in a year? I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is really funny. I can't believe it's been almost a year when you said that. Holy crap. That means, Janine and Liz, that we've been friends for almost a year. I think that... Because yes. that's where the I magic that started to happen. That's where the first domino was tipped in our love affair. That was the first that's time we heard your name, Allison, because our, our friend Matt yeah, and, yes. and Rice and Tip were talking about how we needed to meet you. And they, they were so right. Us. 
I'm going to edit out that you said Matt because I totally take responsibility for you three meeting each other. Oh, really? He totally takes responsibility. No, absolutely not. It was totally me. Okay. Isn't that right, Janine and Liz? (laughs) I don't know, but I remember the the cocktail that Matt Rice ordered for us. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it like flaming something? Flaming bananas. Was it flaming bananas? They came to the table and lit the drink on fire. It was a delicious cocktail. It was excellent. I'm starting to see why you're misremembering this scenario. (laughs) 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 It was totally me, and I don't, I don't remember lighting any bananas on fire. But uh, so you ladies, you ladies were there uh, promoting speaking to sparrows. It was the first time I had ever heard of you guys. First time I'd ever ever heard of speaking to sparrows. Um, So what is it that you ladies do? Our nonprofit is called Project Light Ministries, and it's something that ended up coming about because of Answering God's Call, which was to create a documentary film about the struggles that our young women are going through today. And so when we made the movie, our primary audience was for high school girls. And it's been out now for, I was trying to think, two years. The impact that we're seeing um, on on different demographics of just not high school girls, but college age, middle-aged women. And then the one demographic that is really has been my favorite to watch is when fathers watch the film and they watch it through a couple different lenses. The lens of a husband, like I wonder what my wife went through and if she had any of those struggles. And then the lens of a father of what can I do? What kind of foundation, what can I do to help my daughter so that she knows her worth and her identity and just to kind of really navigate through this crazy world that we can find ourselves living in right now. So yeah, that's a little bit about the overview of the movie. Yeah, so you ladies were yelling at me before we came on the air that I hadn't watched it yet. And you, to be we're fair, pastoral, not yelling. Yeah, very pastoral we yelling. Pastoral. Just like my, my mom yes. pastorally yelled at me a lot, especially my senior year. Yeah. Y'all were yelling at me, but to be fair, when y'all told me about this, you said it was for young women. And I was like, okay, I'll, I might watch it at some point because I work with young ladies. And then y'all were like, why haven't you watched it yet? And I was like, well, I'm not a young lady. And, and now you come with this beautiful way of saying, okay, the fathers sh- should do it so I can be a better husband. And, and I almost said husband and wife, husband and father. <laughs> I need to be a better husband and father. Okay, okay, now you're starting to convince me. I've never been and I never will be a young woman, but I will always be a husband and father. So I think you've convinced me to watch it now. Our job is done. Thanks for calling. (laughs) All right. It was great talking (laughs) to you ladies. Uh, Where can people find it? I'm just kidding. What I love about the film is that it really just shines a light on the human condition, which is to Mm. strive for perfection and to keep our ugly parts out of sight, to bury things. But we all know that when we bury things, they stink. And so I just feel like there's this disinfecting quality to the light that the film Mm -hmm. really just kind of kicks a door open and says, we're going to talk about this and it's not necessarily comfortable and you might not even necessarily like it, but what hurts you doesn't harm you. So I think that there are going to be parts of it that are hurtful, that are hurtful to sit through, that are hurtful to hear. And then it's going to start conversations that might even be hurtful, whether it's with your daughter or with your wife or whatever. But just because it hurts you does not mean that it harms you. This is all for good. And I love the juxtaposition of how all of this eventually leads to freedom. 
you know, you have these seemingly bad Mm. things, whether it's shame or just sin or secrets or whatever. And then it Mm -hmm. all eventually leads to freedom when we pour that light in. And y'all have done such an amazing job of pouring light in. Thanks, Allison. Thank you so much. I love how eloquently you just said all those things. And it's true because what that's what God created us to be was to be free, right? To be free, to love him and receive his love in return. And I think what we found in walking with people in our ministries that all the topics that are in the film are things that become barriers to our freedom or to being in a loving relationship with God because you get bound up in the shame or you get hung up in your past or the lies that you've started to believe for yourself Mm -hmm. about who you are and where you get your identity from. And so what we were finding was that we kept coming up against these same issues for women and no matter what age they were. We made the film originally just for our girls retreat that we do every year. Our original intention was never to share it outside that space. But some people who had donated to the film watched it because it was it was made with all donated funds they said you have to share this because it's so important our audience was adults mm-hmm. and the and the men and women were like weeping after mm-hmm. they watched the right. film and said and the biggest thing taylor to speak to what you were talking about is that the men were saying i had no idea that my wife or my daughter was struggling with these thoughts or these societal norms or expectations mm-hmm. or I had no idea. I need to have some conversations with her. Or I didn't think it would matter how much I told her that I loved her and that she is beautiful and perfect just the way she is. Like it was really powerful to watch men say, I can be doing better. I can love better mm-hmm. than I'm loving. Because mm-hmm. so many of us are walking mm-hmm. around unhealed. Really? I mean, you know, we have we have this trauma in our past and maybe it's maybe it's many trauma. Maybe it's just lies that we've believed. But we've spent that the rest of that time between then and now collecting evidence that what the lie says is true. And so, you know, this film and these conversation starters are just opportunities, you know, to say, hey, thanks for asking, husband, or thanks for asking, dad. I've been looking for a place to put this. Right. And I think so oftentimes, too, we we really compartmentalize our faith and we just either think it has to be on a Sunday or we don't even, especially our high school girls, just don't even think that church is a place to be able to talk about, you know, whether it's body image or eating disorders or yes, abuse yes. or pornography or, yes. you know, and to have a film that, and I really need to give a shout out to 4PM Media. They are just incredibly talented. So oftentimes you can get a, a Christian resource and it's, I mean, I'm going to say it, it's really cheesy. (laughs) And what we were finding is our teens are such savvy consumers of media that we knew if we wanted to have any kind of opportunity or chance to have a platform to jump off of, to have these courageous conversations, then the film, it needed to be beautiful and relevant and current and man, oh man, did 4PM Media deliver. So I think that's one thing that when people see it, they are like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Like it's, it's visually and auditorily beautiful to the eye and the ear. Beauty breaks down barriers. And that's, that was really the whole purpose of the film is to break down barriers um, that were, you know, whatever it is, whatever lies we're holding on to. 
That's so sweet of you to try to avoid saying that the things that we've seen before um, are cheesy. That That's nice of you. It's charitable. But we all know that that's true. And I think that the reason why. It's the most charitable you could have been, I yeah. think. Yeah. But I think that the reason why is that they're trying to go there without really going there. So they're trying to steal second by keeping yeah. their foot on first. And it's like, there's no way to do that. We either need to do it or do it. And what I love about bringing right. these issues into church spaces is that I was just reading something recently, but um, our, in my Bible reading recently, it made me think of this rather, which is that Jesus was raised and some of his disciples, like right there next to him, some of them worshiped and some of them doubted. Right there, right. side by side. Right. I mean, and that is some really bad advertising, right? Like <laughs> this is not good for, <laughs> you know, like some of them are right there with him and still doubted. And yet what I feel in that is freedom. It's freedom to feel our feelings. Right. It's freedom to lean into whatever it is that we're experiencing and, and, and have Christ right there with us in it. You know, that makes me feel really good whenever a segment isn't going well. It's like, eh, if half the people don't like this segment, it's their fault because I'm the one that should definitely be believed because I'm very much like Jesus. But uh, you were talking a second ago, you were listing off a lot of the things. Like one of the questions I was going to ask was what are the biggest things hindering young ladies today? And you listed off a lot of those. So instead, what are some of the things, like what is the message of the film? What are the, What is the biggest thing that young women need to hear from and through this film that would assist and help with all of these issues that they're dealing with? The whole premise of the film and Sister Miriam is in it and she just speaks so eloquently into this. And she really talks about being anchored and rooted in your identity of, and then Mary, Mary follows up and says in your identity in who you are and whose you are. And it's all about if we can help get these young women to understand that their identity is not in their body, in their beauty, in their accomplishments, in their GPA and what they've done or haven't done, but it simply lies in the fact that God calls them beloved. And when your identity is rooted in that, you're definitely going to have crap and storms of the world hit you pretty hard, but you're not going to sink and you're going to be able to stay the course. But man, oh man, it's a it's a tough sell. <laughs> it's hard. You're just rooting yourself in that identity because yeah. it's true and it's eternal. Right. Nobody can take it away from you. Right. Nobody can alter it. Nothing you do can change that. It's something that will last. And there's not many other things in this world that you can say that about. Mm-hmm. And so what we find a lot of times is that young people will place their identity in something and then they lose that, whether it's another person right. or mm-hmm. whether it's an accomplishment or a skill yeah. that they have. And then they, they lose that identity. Something changes. And a lot of times I think God uses those moments to bring you back to him, mm-hmm. but we miss it. We miss that. Right. And we get so shaken and rattled because like, well, I don't know who I am if I don't play this sport anymore. I don't know who I am if I don't have that job anymore. Or the boyfriend. Or the, or boyfriend, the whatever. Or you could replace yeah. that, you know, fill in right. the blank. And and I think it's trying to to get them to understand that God gives this gift freely. Mm-hmm. And it's a choice that we can accept. And once, you know, what God gives, he never takes back. And it's unconditional. And it's unconditional. You don't earn it. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. That's beautiful. I love you, ladies. I think y'all are awesome, and I'm really glad that y'all did this. And I'm glad y'all had some time to come on today to talk about it. Uh, My last question 
is why the name? I look at it and I racked my brain earlier. What scripture is that from? What saint? Well, I have no idea. What? Why <laughs> speaking to sparrows? So one of the young ladies in the film, we were finishing up. We were filming a certain segment. Uh, Dan was with us from 4 p.m. media and it was Janine and I. And one of the girls from the film, Kayla is her name. She was talking and we had, we had tried some other names and they were so bad and cheesy. I'm not going to tell them because I feel like that'll get held over. <laughs> Actually, they are they're really funny. So they're bad. like from like a 90s rom-com. Or like Hallmark. They're like the name of the Hallmark movie. They're they were so bad. so bad. We just sort of were praying and just trying to be patient. Kayla said to us, hey, you know, I have been seeing this vision of in my prayer time. And through some opening and unpacking of conversation, it was, okay, well, why do you think that is? And what are you, what do you think that means? And then, you know, it's actually in scripture that this section in Matthew, it's Matthew chapter 10, 29 through 31, it says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny and one of, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, but even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore you're worth more than many sparrows. The scripture verse before that actually even talks about the whole mission statement of Project Light Ministries that we're trying to create resources that shine light into the darkness of hard things. And that's where the enemy lies is in the darkness. And so we we found this out later, not even the same night. We found out like mm, two or three months later, we actually read the scripture passage before that one, and it talks about. We're like, hey, we're look. like, oh, look, there it is. It's right before the one about the sparrows. Wow. It actually talks about, um, you know, don't fear right. the light. Like, the light is good, the light is truth, the light is of oh, God, you know. Cool. Connects. So it's really, really, God is so good, right? He, if you just follow the breadcrumbs and you're open to where he tells you to go, it's a really good thing and you don't struggle for control. But anyway, <laughs> not that we have problems I don't with know. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because right when you started mentioning that scripture, I remembered it. And then I remember, you know, those things that you like try to forget. I actually tried to forget that scripture because I didn't know why I had to be reminded that I was worth more than two sparrows. I kind of figured that was an assumption. And also it talks about counting the hairs on your head and that's not impressive for me anymore because I lost all of my hair. So that's why that scripture verse wasn't very coming to my lips very easily. You redeemed that verse for me. It now means something beautiful again. I'm glad that you ladies made the movie. I'm glad that you ladies were here. How can people watch it? How can they get connected with you? You can go to projectlightministries.com and there is a store there and we're actually getting ready to re-release the film as just where you can buy a single DVD. We're also working on having it be a Vimeo digital download. Right. You can get it that way. We have some journals that um, good friends of ours, Annie and Michelle at Meaningful Market Design for us that are beautiful, that are great companions for the journey, especially if you have like a small group. Well, we also are excited, Taylor, because did you know that we have a film coming out very soon for men? I did. You know why? Because I also take credit for that relationship because I introduced the priests that you're working with to you guys. I'm guessing you're going to say Matt introduced y'all too. <laughs> Actually, I think Allison did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like anyone anymore. Woo! I'm pretty sure because uh, she interviewed him uh, on her podcast. I'm pretty sure. I told I you about you him out. the weekend we met. <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all said, hey, we're thinking about doing a male one. I'm like, I know a young priest that you should talk to. It was totally me, and I feel very unloved on my own radio show. This is beautiful. But we got to go. We got to go. That's the end of the segment. I feel great. I love you, too. I feel great about your movie. Less love great about you, myself. Taylor. Love you, too. All right, Aww. guys. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back for our final segment where only Allison will be left to make fun of me to my face. Don't go anywhere. Allison, if I say turn it to 11, do you know what movie I'm referencing? No. I think it's Pulp Fiction. I'm not quite sure. I've never seen it. But it's a thing that people say. And that's the reason why I decided that uh, ForteCatholic.com slash beard, the discount is 11%. Not 10. Everybody else's is 10. I have the highest percentage off of everybody. Because eleven, because I'm smart. <laughs> and I was like, smart. You are were, smart. That's all I ever wanted. We can stop recording. I just wanted that recorded somewhere. Fortogether.com/slash/beard. You can get eleven percent off your next order. I just ordered my new order of of Catholic balm for my beard because I needed more, and I just got it like trimmed down, and I wanted it to continue to look pretty and and to smell good, so my wife will still love me. So if you too want your wife to still love you, or if you're a woman and want to smell nice as well, yeah, no, like, this is for like intentional beards, not accidental ones. No, it's for all beards. All are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome on this face. Okay, I had to finish that. I had the joke, and it kept going. Uh, but if you're a woman like yourself, you can you can get lip balm. You can get like hand lotion. You too can smell like a pretty person. I do have the occasional stray hair. It'll work. It'll work. I- on your arm? I don't know what we're talking about. No, this that's the accidental beard. Oh, the where you're like, beard. husband, tell me these oh. things. Well, I'm not your husband, but I'll be sure to tell you <laughs> if I ever see it. ForzaCatholic.com slash beard. TMI. Welcome back into the studio with myself, Taylor Shrizzle, and Allison Sizzling Sullivan. <laughs> That's what we got going on here. That is so lame. <laughs> What's, I, I was at your house the other day and I saw your letter jacket and that's what it said on the back was Sizzling Sullivan. You thought highly of yourself back in the day, didn't you? <laughs> oh, how did you know my nickname? I only surround myself with people who think I'm fabulous. Uh, fabulous is too much. Sizzling is as high as I'll go. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, so, Miss Sullivan, we've had quite the show. You have incessantly made fun of me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Listen, I came in honest. I said, we are in a squirrely mood. This is going to be a squirrely episode. And then you started dissecting the adjective squirrely. So, here we are. I did not dissect the squirrel. That was <laughs> when I was in high school. Did you dissect a squirrel when you were in high school? No, cow eye. I did. That's what I was like. That's it what squirts I was on you. It's so oh, gross. gross. I know, right? That's worse than flop sweat. <laughs> <laughs> People now hate you more than me. I don't know. I'm, they're pretty equal. Uh, if you believe <laughs> you that, you're You keep that very over wrong. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was dissecting a cow's eye when 9 11 happened. Whoops. I'm ready to kill the mood, Taylor. Oh. That's legitimately a real thing. Wow. Uh, so, Where did it? Okay. Go what? Ahead. Sorry. Nothing. What Pro- do you want? Proceed. Proceed. <laughs> what am I? British? Okay. So, uh, Miss Sullivan, we have been planning when you come on to the show very well. 
because <laughs> multiple times, we've talked about this multiple times on the show, where you're just like, I just want to come here and sit here and look sizzling and just talk a little <laughs> bit. And I don't, I don't want to have to do any planning. I don't want to do anything. And you've made so many leaps as a human person. Like you started booking guests. Like you booked the ladies from Seeking to Sparrows. Yes. You're like in a real adult now. Yes. Which is wild an because adult you're adult who is a grown up. Right. And it's all because of you, Taylor. Yeah. I, I finally, <laughs> it, your life was lost before you met me, and now you're, now you're a real adult person. Um, but you're also like. I would say you're doing show prep, but you haven't done show prep. You're prepping for this ministry that we do together. We we talked about this Indeed. the last couple of months that you've mm-hmm. come on mm-hmm. um, at The Well, that ministry that you and I are both working on together yes. with Matt Rice, who keeps stealing credit for all of my ideas. <laughs> so <laughs> This one was actually his. We'll let him have this one. You and him came up with this, and I'm just the... I, I'm the person that y'all brought in to sing pretty because we heard in the break that that is not you. Okay. Ugh, so. <laughs> I think I'm so great. I sang something and then you sang something and you were like, didn't that first part sound that good? Was I was so like, good. when I sang? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I I accidentally hit a note there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hit 10 notes and I hit one of them. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, that's like me taking a freshman theology test. But um, the song we were singing because it was stuck in my head, because of the topic that you were going to be speaking on next week at the well, you spent all day today preparing for that. I did. And it's all about I wrote waiting. Today. Yes. So we're I was talking singing, about waiting. I've been waiting for a girl like you. That's good. You, Admit it. You're right. You hit a couple of the notes there. I'm yeah. proud of you. I'm mm-hmm. very proud of you. So uh, you asked me if I was waiting for anything. Yeah. I'm waiting for a co-host who can sing. I'm <laughs> I've been I'm waiting for oh my golly. real fall to hit where I can wear sweaters because obviously I'm not doing what that. What do today. people who don't understand sarcasm do? Like how do people who don't understand sarcasm listen to your show? They probably think very strange things about me. But to be fair, so do the people who understand sarcasm. So okay. they're all in the same We're all boat. the same. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. What are you waiting for, Taylor? I'm waiting for all sorts of things. Okay. I'm waiting for my fat to go away by doing mm. absolutely nothing of about course. it. Of course. We like, all want something for nothing. Right. Uh, I mean, salvation was, so I mean, why can't everything <laughs> else be? <laughs> Little consistency, God. Grace was a free gift, and I just want all of my gifts to be grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm waiting for uh, someone to love me, uh, <laughs> among all the other things. So how, how fix this. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we've all been in that in-between place. That is familiar to all of us, that that place between where we've been and where we want to go. And it can be, um, it can be something simple. It can be something heavy. And that in-between place, it's really, often— Really? You have to make a heavy joke? <laughs> <laughs> I was very vulnerable when I shared that with you. I thought it was supposed just to just stay between your us. Gut. Let's not bring our oh guts into gosh. this. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> have mercy. I was about to say something very profound. All right. Um, but I think that when we are called to wait, when God is staying. <laughs> oh, wait. E I G H T. Get it? Yeah, I made the joke. I understand it. <laughs> We have to wait on you to get okay. all of my jokes. Oh, for the love. Okay, but listen, this is for real. <laughs> I don't know if it can be Why? anymore. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> You're just making fat jokes. <laughs> I'm fat. I can't write anything. I don't know anything about God. I, I'm not a good <laughs> husband and father. You have me in a letter jacket, like wearing a tiara. What is happening? Okay. I, I didn't dress you today. You, you chose that yourself. <laughs> this is off the rails. That is what has happened. 
Finally, a a joke that wasn't about me being chubby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But in this in-between place that we all know so well, <laughs> in this in-between place, it's it's we can be restless and we can be impatient. We it can even be sorrowful. It can there can be fear, and so when when we're asked to wait, um, I I think that the heart's cry like the heart cry in that time. It's not really about the waiting so much as it's about how long how long are you going to have me here. You know, so a part of waiting, I mean, think about waiting in line at the grocery store and the lady who's decided to write a check for her groceries. How dare she, you know, and so we're you (laughs) (laughs) and we're having to wait behind her. And now all of a sudden, you know, she's dressed all wrong. You know, our hearts can turn. And She's this, wearing a leather jacket and a tiara. <laughs> and a tiara with schnizzle on it. <laughs> Sh- what did you say to me? Schnizzle? It's the word is sizzling. That's the word but, you're looking for. That's right. That's what I said. Booby traps. Okay. So <laughs> please edit. I'm begging for a good edit. I'm editing that part out for sure. <laughs> okay. But. So our hearts, it's, it's what happens to our hearts in, in that waiting time. And so it, when we think about the person that we're waiting behind in the grocery store line, if our hearts can turn that quickly to a person, what happens when God's asking us to wait, you know, for that certain amount of time? But I think that it's really trusting that God is for us and that, yes, he might d- delay his blessings to examine what's in our heart, but he is for us and he loves us deeply. And not only does he want to, you know, fix our problems, because I think that that's true, but he wants to transform us in the process and that's likely to take a minute. So if God isn't rushing to heal, then there must be something to gain for the, for, from the hurt. I'm going to say it again. Um, if God isn't rushing to heal, then there must be something to gain from the hurt. So um, nobody starts out willing to wait. You know, that's, that's not any place that anybody wants to be. And our natural response to that is often anger or doubt, but God understands our tendencies and he's for us. He is. And it's interesting that you bring this up because it connects with a Psalm that I was just talking with somebody about the other day, Psalm 22, right before the super famous one, you know, Psalm 23. <laughs> yes. where, even though I walked through the valley of shadow death, I feel anyway. Okay. But this one starts off with a, it, Jesus quotes it when he's on the cross. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far from my call for help, from all my cries of anguish? My God, I call by day, but you do not answer. By night, I have no relief, blah, 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 blah. And he goes on for three-fourths of this song mm. with that stuff. Mm-hmm. So 75% of it is the complaining. And then at the end, he doesn't get what he wants, which is interesting because like there are some psalms like that mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, but Lord, you came through. It's like he wrote it one day, and then three weeks later, he came back and finished the song. It's like, ah, just kidding. You're fine. <laughs> you know. But at the end, it's like, well— we will. I know, even though all this is going on, and I'm waiting for all these things, and obviously not getting what I want. Like I feel like God's abandoned me. He doesn't hear me. All these things. Mm-hmm. Like all, at some point, all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families and nations will bow that low before Him. We'll all eat our fill. Like it, all of these things. It, like, but 75 percent of it was, I'm waiting, and it's actually not going very well. Right. But there is this part of me, this 25 percent right at the end, where it's like, but I know. There's something better. Yes, I know that God yes. is actually there, yes. even though I don't feel him. Because we can become so fixated on the comfortable things around us or the things around us that make us comfortable, that we can lose sight of the eternal. And we get to choose while we're waiting which feelings to exalt, you know. And so um, we can act on our feelings by taking matters into our own hands, by forcing situations, um, or even making an idol out of the things that we're waiting on. Or we can you know, put aside bitterness. We can 
um, pray incessantly. We can do all of these things that the Lord is, is asking us to do instead while trusting that his plan is good for good. those who love him. Well, I'm waiting for the end of this show, and we only have a minute left. So you have one minute for me to not make jokes about you, but to say your final thing. Give it to the people. Get on your soapbox, get preachy, and I won't even make a weight joke. Well, I don't have a soapbox, and I don't have anything preachy to say, but I do think that it's important to wait as God intends, and waiting on the Lord is the opposite of running ahead of Him. It's the opposite of bailing out on Him, and we can stay in an appointed place when He says stay, but we also need to go at an appointed pace when He says go. So we have choices. We can take deep breaths. We can release unclenched hands. We can hope in his greatness and know that he's coming. How do you release an unclenched hand? I'm not sure. Like this, like, watch, watch, hold on. One finger at a time. It starts with the the pinky. Well, don't just make a fist and put up one (laughs) finger to me, even though the people can't see it. That is a clenched hand that you have. This is an unclenched hand. So how do you release that? Because that's what you told us. Wow, that, you were really paying attention. I'm a very good listener (laughs) because the more I listen... The more jokes I can make at other people's expense. <laughs> well, that's our show today. I hope you all enjoyed today's Forte Catholic. Um, this is Taylor Stroll. That's Allison Sullivan. And guys, I'll be back next week. She won't, but I'll still make fat jokes. Don't go anywhere. See ya! Hello, friends. You made it to the end of the podcast. Congratulations. Now, here's the real deal. If you listened all this way, it means that you liked it in some capacity. Here's what I need you to do. Take 30 seconds before you listen to the next episode. Search in your iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Search for Forte Catholic. Go give give it a review. It'll take you 30 seconds and will help me out a lot. And it'll help you help others make Catholicism fun again, which is essentially like evangelizing. So you're off the hook for that today. If you give me a review, go do it. Otherwise, I will be sad. Oh, have a good week.